This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
and you're listening to Push Down and Turn Radio for the Unmedicated. It's like a new club, except the only thing that is great for you on Saturday is uh, your invitation is your sanity. So now uh, we are with Antichrist 73. So how are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you, Gitalik? Pretty well. Um, so today's show topic will be on... Uh, uh, we got um, Josh Corbell of the PayPal 14. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, uh, so, I and then we have uh, uh, one on K Street, right? Yep. Great. When um, when on K when on K Street and I are uh, simulcasting live from uh, from the belly of the beast from Washington D.C. Wow, so that's pretty awesome. Um, we also We're in the stay room. How's it going? We're, we're in the same room, and uh, Kay, Kay and I met uh, on the... Uh, During Sandy. Yes. On the, During on, Hurricane on, Sandy. When when Hurricane Sandy befell Washington, D.C., um, Kay and I decided it would be a good idea to go... Uh, uh, to the banks of the Potomac River and gallivant around, um, and uh, it was it was great, quite a quite a great first meeting. Um, oh, and I'm happy to I'm happy to have him here uh, with us. Um, like I said, we're in D.C. Um, got off the plane today and uh, driving from National Airport in. Little quiet um, inside the Beltway. Um, you know, not a lot of people working, but uh we're we're um we're psyched to be here tonight and to uh have our first our first real show, Dalek. Um and I thank you. Um and I think uh Josh Covelli will be calling in soon from the PayPal fourteen. Um we'll we'll talk about what, what he thinks about um Sort of that label. We'll talk about, uh, you know, where where those arrests originated from. Um, at, at least from the uh, research that I've done. And um, yeah, we're looking to have a great show. Um, how are you doing, Dalek? How's life in in Colorado? It's definitely amazing. Um, we also have seen why Rebel. Uh, also on the uh, soundboard right now, and also now Josh Corvell. Uh, actually, he was on there for about a few moments. Uh, so this is awesome. Uh, I think we might as well bring him on live. Yeah, let's do that. I, I definitely want to want to give Josh uh, a platform to um, uh, speak his mind and uh, feel at liberty to discuss uh, whatever he would like to discuss um, besides you know, sort of his ongoing trials and tribulations. So yeah, let's let's uh let's bring him on. Okay, so Josh, you are on the line. Hey guys, what's going on? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Welcome awesome. Josh. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for uh for coming on the show. Um um really appreciate you taking the time out. Um and uh those taking uh the opportunity to kind of um give us 
uh, a little insight into um, the uh, all the all the shit you've been going through, um, and uh, and also I think it's relevant to uh, maybe touch on the recent um, op payback or arrests and what your thoughts are there. But um, what what I'd really um, like to do is is kind of just let you have the floor um, for a while. Um, you know, as long as you're com- comfortable with, and and just uh, you know, let us know, um, let us know what what, what happened. Um, you know, I think we we'll go we go back to 2010, 2011. Um, yeah, yep. right, right in December there, or well, it would have been November, September, November, or October, November. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, right, right in there when. Uh, you know, when the hammer started coming down. Um, and uh, I guess, why don't we why don't we sort of um, start with just um, how you became involved in, uh, in, in activism um, or specifically, uh, uh, you know, in, in the freedom of speech um, area of, uh, you know, of, of of politics or activism or I'm going to jump in What what brought you to Anonymous per se? What <laughs> what drew you to activism? Okay, well, nothing drew to Anonymous per se. I mean, there's no per se about it. It wasn't about Anonymous. So, but I don't know how much of that I can really get into without going into my uh Legal issue. Uh, with, with your so, agreements, et cetera. Right, right. There are certain things I just I'm not supposed to talk about, and I've already been yelled at so many different times. So <laughs> I gotta. But um, but yeah, it wasn't. I'll just say like it wasn't about anonymous. There was nothing. Anonymous was nothing like it glamorized and romanticized about today. So. Right on. Um. And and you, one thing I think is that's terrific is your um, you know despite probably the legal um, uh, chains you have around your ankles you're still really active and outspoken um, and uh, I've got a lot of respect for that it, you know sort of staying defiant in the face of uh, in the face of law um, and and you trial on hardship yeah and you just kind of mentioned. Um, um, you know that you know there's certain things you can and you can't talk about. How how um, has the legalese impeded uh, sort of the everyday um, you know goings on two almost two years later now? Um, well, I mean, obviously at first it was heavy-handed. Uh, they took away everything. I was. Uh, locked down to certain areas. They wanted to know where I was. They wanted me to call in and check in and whatnot. Um, and then lawyers started coming in, and we started getting more stuff back where we were allowed to be back on the Internet, and um, we were allowed to be on Twitter again because um, Kershaw told him in court that we needed to talk to the president or some shit, which is hilarious. Yeah. But um, but so we were we were allowed back on Twitter um, and so slowly but surely we were able to get things back. Um, we're still not supposed to technically talk to Anons, I don't think. 
Um, and uh, I just don't press that issue because I've already pressed enough issues on my own. Uh, but um, And we're not allowed to talk to each other because they think we're going to conspire on Twitter in public to kill people or something. I don't know. But right. um, yeah, I but find yeah, that, that's kind of that, 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 that you know interesting because um, at least in the you know in the group that have been labeled the PayPal 14, it was such a it, it really was quite a wide range of uh, of demographic you know of different different types of people. Um, and it, it, from as far as from what I've been able to ascertain, um, I, none of you guys had any connection before. Um, this was all just, you know, I mean, wh- wh- what did they do? They picked your your names out of hats, and and you know, you guys were the ones that 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 FBI came down on of all the thousands of people who participated in that attack. Um, I find, you know, I, I find that uh, that whole dynamic of the situation, the the sort of the, you know, the uh, the widespread um, uh, makeup of the people who were charged, along with just sort of the global reach of, um, you know, especially in the, in the in this time, 2011, where you know, a lot of attacks were going on like this, um, that, that, that they just, uh, you know, singled certain people out, plucked them out of a hat. Um, I think I kind of lost my question in that. But um, um, No, I think I know where you're going with it. And, it. and it makes, like, you have to look at it as, and I've done even more of my own research because obviously it's kind of what's happened, but supposedly... Uh, PayPal is running mitigation software, and through that mitigation software, they were able to, like, trap IPs. And they gathered a 1,000 of them up and sent them off to the FBI. The FBI tracked down the 1,000 and hit 40 people. Out of the 40 people, the first 14 were raided and arrested. Um, And then then now there's this new group who is 12 new ones and one of our co-defendants. Do you do you agree with the fact that a DDoS attack is illegal? Is what now? That that a DDoS attack is illegal. Um. Or would you side with the fact that a a DDoS attack is a simple sit-in, a digital sit-in? Would you agree with that? I mean, I have the I have a problem with the premise of legality to begin with, but for the sake of argument, uh, legal like I think that there if you're going to impose something, I think it should be a fine word. I think it should be something that uh, if right it's legal right it's it's same as same as the guys that you know got arrested for occupying stuff. They spent some time in jail, they chilled out, they did their thing. And they came back out and told their stories. Like, be a part of it if you have to be a part of it. Stand up and be a cause. Got to stand up for it. But well, I mean, you know, I, there's I, no. It shouldn't I, be at the, at the extreme that it is. Yeah, no, it should never extend to the the sentencing that they're looking at right now. In my opinion, 
Um, and and I'll, I'll agree with, uh, I, with both of you guys. I mean, I, you know, I think a lot, a lot of what we're seeing um, in, in these sort of draconian um, sentences uh, from, from, you know, from you guys. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, to Barrett, Brown, uh, to Weave, um, to Higgs, you know, these, these um, sentences that really uh, don't equate to the crime or, or the act of civil disobedience. Um, and I know all the cases that I just mentioned vary within, within you know, the, the means of the law. But, you know, I, I equate it sort of to the opening salvo of the uh, Nancy Reagan just say no to drugs drug war. Um, where sentencing guidelines weren't, um, you know, weren't really established, and, um, and and in this new wave of uh, conflict, which was, you know, at this point the drug war, and now could be called this, you know, and now is, you know, they dropped the drug war, and and it seems like the cyber war is the new domestic. Um, you know, battle du jour, um, where where the, the prosecutors um, try to try to push these crazy sentences um, to sort of establish a um, a precedent uh, for punishing uh, for for taking punitive measures to the farthest extent of the law to set an example for. Um, those who may follow, um, and that's not at all the way our legal system is is uh, supposed to operate. Um, no. And uh, you know, I think that that you know, as far as um, you know, the senses that do come out, um, you know, whatever happens. Um, I know, I know you're, you guys. A lot of you guys are on, on maybe the better side of the, of the equation than others. But we got to fight these sentences, um, you know, that come out and, uh, and, and equate our, uh, equate activities of, of civil disobedience that are taken over on, on the internet. Um, you know, um, as they try to establish, um, uh, you know, the the baseline for the severity or or the perceived severity of these crimes, um, I think that everything that we can do to push back, um, you know, it, it it's worth it. It's worth pushing back. Um, and I, I have in. in you know, in the PayPal 14 case, um, as I've observed it and watched it, I think the time um, that's elapsed from arrest to sentencing, um, that duration, although it, it, it might be an awful pain in the fucking ass for you guys, mm-hmm. uh, I think it does serve you you guys better than worse. Um, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, I, I, man, it's got to be a nightmare, you know, without question. It's, look, it's been, it's been both. I mean, I can't, I can't obviously speak for the rest of my defendants. 
uh, or rest of my co-defendants, um, you know, because they've gone through their own lives and their own things. Some are better, some are not, you know. Um, like, I, uh, I failed a piss test twice and once spent uh, 30, 30 days in a halfway house uh, spending time with guys who had just spent 10 years in prison. Um, and then I failed another piss test uh, after I got back, and they sent me to rehab uh, in California and Berkeley. So my experiences through this two years has been completely different than, you know, everybody else's. Um, I don't know. Look, I mean, looking at, like, Aaron Swartz, who committed suicide because of the charges pressed against him, Mm -hmm. like, do we, do we, I mean, are we in agreement that the the sentencing that they they threatened you with, Mm -hmm. that, that, that they do, you know, with anybody charged under CFAA, or you know any number of laws mm-hmm. are do you not feel that those are exaggerated and you know, oh yeah, completely exaggerated i mean and that's the that's the point is it it shows that it shows to the public that look what we're gonna do to this person, and then it scares off people, and then they let the story drop under the radar. And then it falls away, just like just like Hammond. Why is why isn't Hammond being talking about talked about in in everything else in the world? Why was only Aaron talked about? And why is Aaron dropped off the map? Aaron should still be talked about as a massive um, understanding of what these charges can do and what these scare tactics do to people. It destroys yeah. lives. When the FBI rolls into your house and threatens you with you know a forty year sentence for all. Aaron was trying to do was free information. Yeah, that was that it. was all he was trying to do. He didn't mm-hmm. even hack anything. He just copied some articles from Lexus Nexus. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and and what's ridiculous is half of those articles were created through publicly funded scientific. Every you know, every one of them. Yeah, every one of Jay so, Store's articles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Jay Store. I'm sorry, I said Lexus. Oh, yeah, oh, it was good. Jay Store. You know, every one, every every Jay Store article is is it's written by by a professor under NIH. Exactly under the research dollars of a university of the academic, um, you know, ivory tower. Um, you know, and and not not to steal a quote. Uh, from the 60s, but, uh, you know, I, I do, I see a lot of the smartest, brightest people um, involved in uh, sort of pushing back um, this wave of, uh, of, you know, whatever you want to call it, police day, militarization, crackdown. Um, you know, these are smart. Well, you could see if you're unoccupied. Yeah, it is. You know, these are smart, sensitive kids and and young adults and adults, and uh, to put to loom over their head the, the threat of uh, years and years in, in prison 
um, while they can look at Bradley Manning rotting away, rotting away in, in solitary, that's a huge mental burden, man. And uh, I respect you for taking that on, um, and I appreciate you for it. Uh, I don't think you should have to. Um, you Thank know. You. But, uh, you know, but it is, um, you know, um, it, it, it's, um, it's... Can I just say, hold on, hold on for like two seconds. Can I just say that is the awkward thing for me to hear? Like, I I always like just like say thank you, but like, I don't know how to talk about that part because I don't understand it. I'm just living a life and I'm just trying to be cool and make life better. And I can, I can see a bigger picture. I don't know why other people can't. I don't know why I feel like a fucking psycho when I talk to people, but like, I just wanted, I just want everybody to see this, that this can be better than this, that we're we're better than this, that this stupid fucking system is not what we're meant to be. So I, I completely agree. There's that. Why can't everybody fucking understand that we're all human beings? It doesn't matter what fucking side of a border you come from. It doesn't matter, you know, what you do. You're still a human being. Like, yep. deserve to be treated like one. Like, why is that such a difficult concept for, and, and apparently it is, for a lot of people to understand? And, and, and Josh, what you say, you know, um, I think, I think a lot of us feel that way. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't, by us, I mean, you know, just us on speaking here, but, but that you know when you when you start to speak about what what you think or um what I think the world should look like, and you start to feel that wow, am I talking some you know utopian uh you know new age ideological bullshit mm-hmm. uh you know we need we need to uh resist. Um, those feelings of insecurity and doubt, because where those come from is the system succeeding in making common sense seem irrational. Right. And and this is one of the most successful grifts and tricks that is pulled on us uh, um, generationally or whatever you know, day in and day out is that when by the way, you're talking to a sociology major right now. And when people <laughs> and when people start to Neat. you know, people start to start to to feel like they're making a breakthrough and and that they that they want to share that breakthrough and want to share, hey look, this is crazy. All this stuff is nuts. And we need to step back, adjust, slow down and start thinking about things on human terms, on connected terms, then doubt. Yeah, you can't do that right off the bat. How did you wake up? I mean, I know it sounds stupid as cliche or whatever, but how did you wake up? Did you wake up not screaming and yelling, wanting to burn down Washington, D.C., the second you realized what the fuck was actually going on, or at least had a taste? You can't expect uh, somebody to automatically go from, hey, I'm awake, to, okay, I gonna I'm gonna get these details on humans and how they work and how we're gonna make utopia. It's not 
And we're still going through that wave. We're still waking people up. There's still a bunch of people on Facebook listening to KY. I don't know why, but they're at least starting to get that there's something else going on. I mean, I hate the fact that it's KY, but they're still listening. (laughs) I, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, and I still go back and forth uh, between wanting to burn and then saying, well, you know what, that's, that's. But you caught onto reality. You've right. seen this. I can't just walk up to I can't walk up to the White House and throw a torch and it's going to go up in flames. It's not going to work that way. I've got right. to somehow work with people. I've got to somehow make this work. And this, you know, being on the radio show is one thing that's awesome to do because we're actually getting the words out there, which I love. The, I love all the radio shows, man. Oh and, yeah, and definitely. One more thing I, and also, um, just with the connection, the human experience. That's, that's what the human experience is, is just connecting with each other. Um, and, well, maybe we should right now, um, we should bring in PNY Rebel, uh, if you guys want to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's bring him on. PNY Rebel, you are on is, the air. Is this is this Vince in the Bay? Oh, he's got jokes. This, he comes this, on with jokes. Is this Vince? Oh, shit, I called the wrong fucking show. God damn it. Look at him. Yeah, uh, Rebel. What's up, Rebel? How are you, man? Oh, I'm having a fantastic evening. How are you gentlemen doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Over oh, under coming in for you? Uh, I, got, I got killed this weekend. I got fucking murdered this weekend. Uh-oh. Absolutely murdered. Uh-oh. Well, there's always next weekend. It's only it's only money. The the government prints new money every day, so we're good. Exactly. <laughs> Josh, my uh, nigga, what's happening, brother? What's going on, Rebel? Not too much, man. Just chilling with these guys, having a yeah. good conversation. It's a good show, right? Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, first show. You guys, you guys are doing great. Uh, you got a nice little audience here in the chat. I'm sure there's more people listening. I'm trying to pr- uh, promo you guys on Twitter as much as possible. Um, I'm enjoying the show, man. Let's get this thing going. Right on, right on. Um, and uh, before I actually say anything, um, before uh, in around about um, uh, in about 15 more minutes, uh, Freehammond might call in uh, to actually tell uh, a little bit about uh, about Freehammond and also probably about the letter party that is around the 19th, I think. Nice. Right yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I think Gonzo's yeah. going to call in, too. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Gonzo, uh, on Puppy's last show, um, I thought Gonzo was great. Very pragmatic. Very pragmatic. Almost, almost a frustration, but kind of love oh, it. Uh, um, hey, Dalek, <laughs> going back to what you just said, um, um, before, before Rebel came on, um, you know, I, I think that there, and what Josh said, I think that there is this, you know, we there is this transition period that we have to put up with, and uh, you know, whether whether that this period of transition will terminate while we're alive or or will continue on after after the dead is yet to be seen. But the transition is 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 moving towards a new way of um of looking at at society um 
and a lot of it has to do uh, with money, and luckily the Fed will keep printing it. But, you know, the way that, that um, society and especially young younger people look at money um, and, you know, I think, unfortunately, that through this transition, through, as through any transition, through any historical period, um, there are going to be casualties um, um, of the transition. And, you know, right now, people like Jeremy Hammond and Josh Cavalli, um, you know, and even Mercedes, um, Barrett Brown, um, you know, I could go on and on. You know, these, these are casualties of this transition, um, and to uh, make sure that they stay in our consciousness and in our thoughts, um, you know, on a daily basis, um, it's critical. It's critical con to continuing the momentum um, or any momentum that we build and hope to uh you, you, know. you, you had me until you said I have to keep Mercedes Hafner in my thoughts daily. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough space. What, you're you're against space. Mercedes? <laughs> well, you don't have to keep her in, in those thoughts daily. But, uh, but, but Rebel, you, you see where I, what I'm getting at is just that, um, you know, and Josh mentioned it, you know, why isn't, why, well, you know, why isn't, you know, Jeremy Hammond, you know, a, 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 a subject daily or even, you know, Snowden. I mean, for Christ's sakes, our, our uh, national collective consciousness has already forgot about the chemical attacks in Syria. And it's less than six months, or excuse me, six weeks later, seven weeks later, and you don't hear a thing about them. Um, well, uh, really, it's what it's come down to, and I think Josh will agree with this, is um, the world is is always changing. It's always uh, evolving. Um, things are always moving forward. Uh, we can talk about government shutdowns. We can talk about chemicals in, in Syria. Uh, you can talk about uh, anything you want. The world is always evolving. And uh, something that I've seen in the, in the United States in the last year or two is uh, the people kind of standing up and saying, you know what, the world's evolving. Our country's evolving. Uh, we want to say in in wh which direction we're going to go in, and uh, I've seen a little bit of resistance from our national government to the people that are uh, that I sh how do I put this that that have the that have the balls to stand up and say what needs to be said, you know, voice their opinion and say this is the way we should be moving our country in. Uh, and then all of a sudden we have our Barrett Browns and, and we have our, our Hammonds and we have our, uh, you know, people like that, uh, the PayPal 14. These are the people that um, they've bringing the activism to a new level. Uh, that's what the Internet has done for us. Uh, it's not your your mom and your dad's activism where you go outside with a sign and, and you march on Washington. Now it's all done over the internet and it's the activism 2.0, bro. That's, ex that's exactly what it is. I, I, I will. There's a lot of people in anonymous and, and within the occupied movement that have, you know, also done physical activism. I participated myself and you know, the March for Manning. I was outside Fort Meade. Uh, it's 
activism that you can also do at home when you're not able to be out in the streets? No, not necessarily, because when, what was it? Uh, fuck, what protest was it where the cops ended up having to pick people up because they were using Twitter as comm stations? They were actually hooked, uh, hitting people's houses because they were tweeting out where the cops were. This is oh, activism oh, 2.0. That was during Occupy. Uh, and I this is in that. Uh, this is not just sit at home. This is like multifaceted. What we have communications, they have communications. Absolutely. Yeah, I think this, that was, that was Kay's point was kind of like that. That it, it what the internet offers is um, is an opportunity to participate even in downtime. Um, you know, if you don't have the cash to get somewhere and actively participate, or or your studies, um, you know, uh, are, are in the way and are clearly a priority, or whatever it is that that the internet offers um, a, another component um, to to activism, to the same activism that's been going on, um, you know, exactly. And now we have this this tool um, that that not only helps us. Um, to participate when when we can't physically uh, be present, but to coordinate. And I think that that, I mean, that, Josh, that goes to one of the reasons why um, I wanted to have this first show with you is because, um, is because you know, you, we, I mean, and I know I, from what I hear you saying, you, you don't like this moniker, but you, you know, you and, and your co-defendants represent sort of, you know, this augmented tool that is at our disposal that is t- trying to be uh, mitigated or, or or taken away from us, and that's why it's so imperative that, you know, that we that we speak our voice and say, no, you cannot take this away from us. You can't take this tool away from us. You can't leverage. Um, uh, you know, uh, complicated legalese and draconian um, uh, sensing threats to to take this out of our out of our tool belt. Um, right. Yeah. Just actually using it as a tool and stuff. Um, so uh, I didn't really. He already knew that uh, Gonzo. Uh, he was on, but uh, so Gonzo is now live. Are you Gonzo? Sorry, I didn't tell you. Oh, I'm live. Hey, good evening, guys. No, I've just been I've just been listening quietly. I don't feel any need to interject or interrupt. Well, thanks for coming in. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. I'm glad you guys have a radio show. I'm looking forward to see where it goes from here. Right on. I understand that that later on John Cusack is going to be calling in. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um. Is that speaking of? Is that the real John Cusack who's that actively involved in all of this uh, in all of this stuff? Well, yeah. Since he has a whole bunch of money and nothing to do, since nobody hires him to do anything anymore. <laughs> Dude, he, he has had well, money for a while. He may as well be an activist because the money that he's getting from reruns from his movies on Direct TV probably are just keeping his head. A, 
above water. He does have that really cool pose, picture of him wasted with Johnny Depp, Hunter Thompson, and a blow-up doll that he can go on, though. So yeah. that's pretty, that's pretty that's, impressive. That's, I mean, that's it was legit. Hunter S. Thompson. Come on. I look at that picture, and I go, oh, my God, Cusack. Cusack has all the credibility in the world because he was with Johnny Depp and Hunter Thompson in a convertible with a blow-up doll that one time. And that's yeah. before, you know, that's before Cusack thought about hair plugs and then decided not to have hair plugs. And, you know, and I, you we need a my, hey, speaking of which, where is my Cusack ninja? Hmm. We, we need a my Cusack ninja. Yeah. There is no, there is no ninja for him. I'm creating it right now. And, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you, you know, Cusack, like, sidled in on that picture with, with Thompson. <laughs> oh, he was in the he was in the back of the convertible, looking completely confused because somebody had stuck a whole bunch of blotter in his mouth, and he had no idea where he was. Yeah, exactly. Well said. Jesus Christ, where am I? I have the greatest Hunter S. Thompson story. Oh, I'm 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 kind of a fan, just a little. <laughs> just a little, uh, aren't we all? Just all a right. little, kind of tiny bit. This, this may this may. You know, uh, anybody smart may be able to connect me to this. My uncle worked for the Carter administration. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's probably not something I put on my resume. But okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. So, so my we uncle got, worked so we for got, the biggest uh, losing uh, resume. We got, we got on, Jews in the house. Yeah. Hunter S. Thompson was a journalist on the trail. And... Fucking somebody in the administration didn't give him an interview. And so he took a can of lighter fluid and lit their hotel door on fire and was like, what you get for not giving me an interview? <laughs> the, hotel, the hotel had to put out the fire. Hunter told Hunter the used to have Hunter used to have quarter kilos of Coke FedEx to his hotel yeah. room. Yeah, I'm sure he lit the door on fire with Slicer. He literally just lit the door on fire. Didn't even get arrested. Was still on the presidential detail (laughs) after. Like, he just told them off and was like, well, fucking give me Lighter fluid. Lighter fluid fluid notwithstanding. When when you have quarter kilos of cocaine Federal Express to your hotel room, that's, that's... you're on an entirely you're on, a, on an entirely different seventies uh, level. So. No, that was no, that was that was the late eighties. <laughs> it wasn't FedEx actually didn't exist in the early seventies, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm just saying that you probably Hunter lived a different life than everybody else lived. There was everybody else, and then there was Hunter, Hunter. and. Uh, Without question, one of of those individuals that just sets the bar, not high, but also in a different plane. Uh, Yeah, yeah, he didn't set a high bar. He set a bar. Uh, uh, And and last thing on the Hunter S. Thompson tangent, but, boy, you know, I wish he hadn't hadn't killed himself. But, you know. Well... You know, here's the thing with Hunter was Hunter had a good run, and actually, I've got his suicide note on a T-shirt. Cool. And he, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the 
the only person I know that ever had their suicide note screen printed and sold. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he he lived a long time past when he should have on a number of different levels. And he, you know, one, you know, suicide, you know, think what you want of suicide, but Hunter, Hunter left on his own terms um, when he was done, and to, he just he ended his own book. That's not the same as a bullied teenager hanging themselves with their dad's necktie in a closet because they got bullied on Facebook. Hunter just saw all the chapters through, and when there was nothing left, he ended the book. So, you know, I, I don't, I, I think that Hunter's Hunter's suicide was equitable to uh, to a samurai uh, who had somehow been dishonored. Except that with Hunter, it wasn't that he'd been dishonored; he was just done. There was just nothing left. Believe me, there is nothing more. Nothing more. I, I miss nothing more than than hearing. I would love to hear what Hunter has to say about all this shit. He would be, he would be spitting pissed and blowing holes in things, and apo- just completely well, apocalyptic. Uh, he'd be apocalyptic, or apoplectic rather, right. uh, regarding you know what's going on right now. And I mean, we definitely are less of a race for being able to hear his take on this. But he'd been disappointed for a long time. He'd been disillusioned since, well, Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail 72 is is probably one of the, I mean, one of the best political books you'll ever read. Yeah. But it's also a book of, it's also a book chronicling somebody who really, really wanted to get behind something and became completely and utterly disillusioned with the whole thing. And, you know, I just read Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail 72 for the probably 15th time about three weeks ago um, in light of the things that have been going on lately and realized that everything that he said in 1973 about published in 73 or 74 about 1972 is completely relevant in the uh the last election and the election before it and the election before it it's all it's all just it's all really really a big fucking mess and it's really a mess because of term limits and career politicians um, in Australia, there was just – I'll give you, for instance, a, a politician who was pro-gun control voted through a measure that controlled guns as as a result of him voting for controlling guns. He lost his job when he was asked, are you sorry you lost your job because you voted to control guns? He said, hell no. I'm glad we controlled guns. And they said, but and actually, it was on um, the Colbert Report, and I'm I can't I can't cite it or link it or whatever. But Stephen Colbert said, but your job is to be a career politician. He said, no, my job is to do what's best for the people. I don't give a shit about being a career politician. And Colbert said, but I don't know. I, but I don't understand that. And and he said, well, of course you wouldn't understand that because everyone in your fucking country 
once you get into office, your job is keeping your job, just like if you were repairing dishwashers. And, you know, if we didn't have people like Donald Rumsfeld and Scooter Libby and a bunch of people that won't go the fuck away, if we turned over our government like a lot of Europe does every two to four years, we wouldn't have the problems that we've got now. But we have people who – Strom Thurmond is a perfect example. The fucking guy had to die before he, he'd actually leave office. He was 90-some-odd years old before he keeled over dead, and they finally went, oh, well, your seat's open. And he was pro – he was he, – he, 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 he hated black people, yet he had a, had a, had a child with a, with a black woman. He was anti-segregation. Well, you know, <laughs> rebel. <laughs> rebel, I, rebel! I don't want to talk about your country club issues right now. <laughs> just because a really, just because a really cute chick cuts your grass, rebel, doesn't mean you should father children with her, even if she, even if, she, even if she's got a, even if she's got a green card. Hey, Gonzo, let let me re- read a quick quote from from from. Uh... Fear and Loathing, on the campaign trail, 72. I I just handed him my first edition of that book. And I, I, I think it speaks uh, not only to, you know, what you're talking about in Hunter S. Thompson, but also sort of um, to those of us who are old enough to kind of see the, the cyclical nature of, um, you know, of what's going on. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson writes, in retrospect, it was not a hell of a lot different from that year I spent with the Hells Angels or running amok in Las Vegas or even running for sheriff on the freak power ticket in Aspen, Colorado. The faces change, but the trip is pretty consistent, which is fine with me. Every year I feel more and more like a wino turned loose in a tasting room. And if that doesn't come through in this book, Try backing off a bit and reading a little tighter between the lines. And, I, you know, I, I think that, that that pretty much uh, encapsulates um, why 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 Thompson stepped off uh, Spaceship Earth. It's um, just seeing the same shit on a different day with different faces, with the same oppressors, um, with the same... Same powers dropping the hammer, um, and and Perry Farrell said, "You you know the men you hate. You look more like them every day." And yep. what it, are your thoughts on? And, no, it, and it it does it it does it it is incredibly relevant that that as we age, uh, it's incredibly important that as we age, that as we age or as we come of age. That we don't repeat, if you will, the mistakes of our fathers, and I can—I mean, I'll, I can bring—I'll bring my father into this. My father is a born and bred, dipped in blue ink Republican. Now he's in his mid seventies, and I—he thought through my twenties, which were quite a while ago, he thought I was. <laughs> A lefty Nazi liberal crazy liberal liberal lefty 
my old man thought I was a my, my old man probably thought I was a Black Panther, except there was a bit of a, a bit of a skin tone issue. Um, I I mean, we would start to talk about politics, and this giant brick wall would go up. You know, he'd he'd say blah 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 this, and I'd say blah 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 that, and there would be this giant brick wall. And and I mean, my my dad wears a T-shirt that says like No Obama, and I I'm not saying that I actually now. Five years in, I'm not saying I don't I, I, that I that I disagree with him, but I, we had lots and lots of philosophical differences over the years that were mm, as different as night and day. Nowadays, um, he thinks that both sides are completely and utterly fucked. Now, do we all? The thing is, man, there are no sides. There right. are no sides. There is, there should only be just us and what is best for all of us. Exactly. There should be no sides. And exactly. Boner or Bonner. What, what is best for humanity? And right. What's best for people? Right. And it's not about the little guy or the big guy or whatever exactly. else. And you watch the you watch the currently with the quote the Republicans quote holding the Democrats hostage over health care while the budget goes blah 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 blah. They're all both sides. They're all fucking idiots because none of them none of them will meet in the middle to do what's best for everyone. We hired these people. We elected them, and they're and they're. Never-ending paychecks and birth and, and birth-to-death health care and all the shit that they have that we'll never have yep. to do what's best for us, and then we keep electing them because they bring because they bring defense contract money to our states and they bring pork and bridges that don't need to be built and a whole bunch of other queer shit and we keep electing them because people are too stupid to realize that if you want to change it. Cities that actually need do bridges. No, because that's actually true. Look, man. If we want to change everything, then what we need to do is clean fucking house. Clean house. Get rid of all these people and put a whole bunch of people in that that, that aren't that aren't a bunch of self centered fuckheads. You know what I will do for people what people need done. Can I propose a real pirate party in the United States? A real pirate party. party. The way to bring change isn't the way to bring change isn't to isn't to 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 simply bring in a third party. The libertarians have already tried that, and the Green Party's already tried that. That failed fucking miserably. The thing to do is to clean fucking house with all these assholes in their cushy jobs, where they push buttons and they vote on shit they've never even read, and they admit they oh. I just I didn't read it. I just voted on it. Fuck all of them. Unemploy, unemploy every motherfucker in Washington, and put new people in who know how to think for themselves, who aren't bought and owned by a bunch of lobbyists. But, but how do we do that? How do we do that? Tell me. Tell me yeah. how. That is the That's what I want to know. Like, because, okay, like let's bring it back to John because A, <laughs> I live in D.C. and I, have, I love this. I I uh, know A. They work in the district. I know vote for people. The, the easy way to do this is to vote for people who aren't 
those people. Oh, voting doesn't work. What's next? Yeah, no, voting voting certainly vote, voting is absolutely does work and no, it, no. yes, it has it has to be utilized correctly. Vote for the people who aren't owned by corporate entities. I have yet to know one person that has run for office that isn't owned by somebody else. One of my so best let's try again. One of my be- one of my best friends is a state representative, and that individual is not owned by or did not take a corporate dollar, and is not owned by anybody. Now that's that's a repre- that's a representative. That's not a. Congress. I'm just saying I didn't know him, so now I know. Now, now I voted for Kenny Maine's Raspberry Mountain Dew about a year and a half ago, and, and, right? and that won. So fuck you, Aaron Andrews. <laughs> Voting work. And that was a, a, a vote well cast. Wasn't there like a, wasn't there a Hitler Mountain Dew? <laughs> yeah, I think it was called Code Red. Yeah, called Blitzkrieg. I think it was. Yeah, I think yeah. It, I think it had nine 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 calories. Nine, nine. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just want you guys to know while I was listening to the show, uh, I was I'm watching CNN. They just had a little uh, uh, on a, a was it uh, Anderson Cooper 360. They had a little Maryville. thing on Maryville. Uh, did anyone Ooh. else happen to just see that? No, uh, I didn't. They did. It, it is on the uh, it is on the agenda to talk about a little bit. I I participated a little bit yesterday. They did just successfully uh, use the word anonymous four times during. The oh season. God! Uh, so so KY anonymous is probably uh, fapping in the bathroom right now, and he'll be back on Twitter wow. soon. So if you're waiting, he'll be so bad. Uh, uh, out of the woodwork. He's yeah. already out. He's, He's already, already back out and around. KY had nothing to do with that. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he's fapping by himself. Someone send that kid a no, book on Manscaped. K- KY, supposedly KY says that uh, he sent in letters to all these news organizations to let them know what was going on. So he's oh, got yeah, all that, these people on Facebook yeah. following him and his little march down to all kill all the rape. people? Right. Fuck him. <laughs> fuck, fuck that kid. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I fuck him. He undoubtedly used Gmail. And uh, I'm sure that that was right after he contacted his best friend, Roseanne Barr, who thinks that all Persians are of Jewish extraction, and uh, they're all born of they're all born of like Arabs and black. All Jews are like Persians born of black people, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, look, how about this? So let's we'll go to www.encyclopediadramatica.es backslash KY underscore anonymous. Go have a good go, um, go have a good read. So, uh, all right, good. Uh so uh we're gonna bring on Free Hammond uh right now on right now. Hello? Uh Free Hi. Hammond, you're online. Hi, how are you? Free Hammond? Are you in an airport? N- no, but I am going to turn that down. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was watching something about 9-11 while I was listening to you. Oh, did it say anything about the Jews doing it? No, Roseanne. I leave that to Roseanne. Or KY. (laughs) Sorry. What? Can you bring us um, up to speed on on how how Jerry's doing? Um, I I know uh, I I caught a little quick um, last night 
um, on on uh, I forget what it was on about um, how much he was appreciating the uh, the efforts of uh, and Pal in the letter writing efforts um, and that it would that those uh, types of things were keeping his spirits up. Um, can you fill us in a little bit about about uh, how he's doing? Well, you know, Jeremy appreciates anything anyone does for him anyway. But uh, we have the letter writing event going. It's not They are not letters to Jeremy. They're letters to the judge requesting that he be given time served, which is a year and a half that he's been in jail. And um, we are requesting leniency in his case. He did take a non-cooperating plea deal of 10 years, and we are sending out, we've asked for letters um, in the hopes of a reduced sentence. So that's what's going on, and we're pretty much at the end of it now. Today was the last day the attorneys gave us, and for the most part, we, I think the last I checked, we were <laughs> at about 250, 300 letters. I'm not really completely sure they're still counting the letters, but um, it wasn't as, as good an outcome as I would have expected, but nevertheless, we do have them. And uh, Jay Lederman's been great in accepting letters from people who choose to remain anonymous. So there really wasn't any reason for anyone to, you know, have to worry about signing their name or putting their address, anything like that. They were going through the lawyers, and but the good part about it is the first batch of them are going to Jeremy tomorrow so he can read them and we're hoping that they're going to boost his spirits quite a bit actually regardless of whether we're asking for clemency or you know whatever we can still write letters to Jeremy right oh yeah definitely you can write to them write to Jeremy Uh, the address to write to Jeremy is on um, we have a website it's called mailtothejail.org and um, it's, can you put that up? Yeah. Can you go ahead and announce it? It's. Do you want me to tell you again what it was? I'm sorry. Yes. It's yes. mailtothejail.org. Cool. Mail. It's actually a free and non-sponsored um, website. It's mailtothejail.org, and you will find addresses. Uh, it's sorted: uh, hacktivists, activists, and whistleblowers, and their addresses are there. Uh, and you can write to Jeremy anytime. He loves the letters, and he always responds to them. So um, at this point, they've taken away his phone privileges. They've taken away his commissary. They've taken away his visits. So the only thing he has is those letters. Does he still have his dreadlocks? No. <laughs> that picture is old. That picture is old. He does not have his dreadlocks. God damn the man. <laughs> is, the, is, he, is he receiving conjugal visits? He is not receiving any visits. <laughs> Only from his roommate. <laughs> oh. Uh, that, was, that was not good. <laughs> For another one. <laughs> Bad joke, guys. Bad joke. Uh, yeah, that one wasn't acceptable. Wah, wah, wah. I'm sorry. Wah, wah. <laughs> but no, he's not, get, he's not allowed any visits. Okay, um, so is there a letter party going around the 19th, right? The letter party, well, we do letter parties for all prisoners, 
and uh, I think the one on the 19th is, or that may be tonight, is for the NATO group. I know we have a letter party uh, events going on for them. We've done them for Barrett. We've done several in a row for Jeremy for, um, uh, you know, this particular letters for the judge. Um, we've done letters directly to Jeremy. We've done postcard events to just trash the mailroom at the jail um, over the last year and a half. So we've done all kinds of letter writing events. We do them for political prisoners. For um, We've done them for Wormer. We did that one just a few weeks ago. Um, we did one for John Kiriakou. So there's there's a number of them. We're always doing some sort of letter writing event. Okay. So, so, but what essentially what I'm getting at here is that Jeremy's received less than 300 letters, while KY Anonymous receives thousands and thousands and thousands of letters. Now, KY KY Douche collected 200,000 allegedly collected 200,000 signatures on a petition saying that he shouldn't be prosecuted after he prostituted himself. There's That's a big correct. difference. And we also did a petition for Jeremy uh, requesting that he receive time served. And um, just to give you a little insight, we collected 3,000 signatures okay. on that petition. And yeah, if the community um, is out there listening and and that uh, statistic uh, seems stark and in balance um, to anybody who's listening. Uh, it should. It should. Um, for somebody like Jeremy Hammond, who not only stepped up to the plate for a lot of activists and people who want to see change, um, but then has also kept his mouth shut. Um, and took some additional charges, uh, probably for Sabu, um, and has only received, uh, you know, 3,000, you know, signatures on a petition for leniency, while somebody like KY Anonymous, uh, let's say 50% of his signatures are fake, is still garnering 100,000 signatures then as a community, we really need to look at ourselves and say, you know, what the fuck? Well, uh, and the other sad part is there are no charges. KY has no charges. He has even, not I, been indicted, I, I, and Hammond's been in jail for a year and a half. I, I don't even no. know KY's legal uh, tribulation to any lift service because they're garbage. He's garbage. But what is revealing about about um, about you know the situation is that um, somebody like Josh Bobelli or um, Jeremy Hammond um, you know or or even Bear Brown regardless of what you think of of his social skills um, <laughs> he's getting uh, crucified um, you know then 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 none of us are pushing in the right direction. Pay in mind mind this. KY is getting indicted. 
people on the internet's got this whole but he hasn't been indicted he hasn't been indicted KY's getting indicted I'm not going to quote I'm not going to quote legal sources by saying in quotes it's a slam dunk he's fucked but I'll quote legal sources and saying it's it's a slam dunk he's getting indicted it's got, not a matter of, it, it's but, not a matter of if with KY it's a matter of when and if and if you think gonna he's going to if you think he's going to get away with something, just uh, look back at the Russell League radio archives on a Roseanne Barr show. Exactly. Uh, he I completely mean, incriminated himself on a on a public internet yep. radio show. And well, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if someone hasn't sent whoever's going to prosecute him uh, uh, that show. Um, well, you know, I'd like to say something about this because um, I happen to be very familiar with a lot of aspects of his particular case and other people that may or may not be involved. Like a non-forecast? No, definitely not. Um, There are others, and I am very, very familiar with them on a personal level, and they have decided to keep their mouth shut, to not say anything. They've not been served search warrants. Um, They've just kept quiet about the whole thing and KY's case particularly pisses me off because I know of one other person who's chose to remain quiet and not take the spotlight not name himself just be quiet and watch this guy be a fame whore and collect money for his air conditioning his dogs his dog food his gas his tattoos his uh, custom made KY anonymous Patches. Look, I want to be sick over it, but I am familiar with one in particular who has chosen to remain quiet, and I won't Which mention that, that name. I I won't. That won't happen. But I am. Personally well, no. I mean, I know. All, I know all the people in in that in that op, and it's you know, I mean, the the relevance of the people that aren't talking. If they're not talking, I mean. None of them should have been talking in the first place, including exactly. Dirk. Including Dirk. Dirk couldn't shut the fuck up when he should have shut the fuck up. Nope. And then when he had a chance to come back online and, I don't know, perhaps shut the fuck up and, I don't know, gain a little bit of humanity, the guy went on an alcoholic rampage for three months, incriminated himself on multiple radio shows, of which printable transcripts are all available, including Russell League Radio and Vince in the Bay, right. that I, I personally either listened to or had a hand in while absolutely laughing my ass off watching this kid incriminate himself into tiny chats, into this, into that, into this, into that, logs, 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 and then to have attorneys from the uh, whatever the hell it is, not it's not EFF, the... Oh, I know, W W D F, the Wigger Defense League, or uh, <laughs> Witness Defense League, or whatever it is. The, the the white guys that want to be Wigger, Wigger Defense League, W D F. Uh, you know, tell me that he's completely and utterly fucked. If 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 they tell me he's fucked, he's fucked. And well, I'll tell fucked. you this. There's um, I know you guys are familiar with Don Carpenter's writing about KI, <laughs> and uh, an article was put out. I don't know a month or two ago about Don Carpenter, and someone had questioned KY about personal donations. And KY said, 
suck my dick. Well, well yes. unfortunately, um, if you look at the tweet, the person he tweeted that to was me under a different Twitter name. And Dawn has been really good at sort of counter whistle blowing on KY. I gotta I mean, I gotta give Dawn credit for that. But KY buried himself as far as I mean, you know, KY's all about the victim, but he left a slug trail of misogynistic YouTube videos which are absolutely viewable, or at least one of them's viewable at Encyclopedia Dramatica dot ES slash KY underscore anonymous, uh, along with many, many others, uh, not to mention that that incredible world-winning tiny chat uh, about four, four weeks ago uh, where he where he managed to expose himself to uh, a the world and make us all lose our appetites. Uh, mm. it, there is no better diet pill than uh, the, uh, the uh, non-manscaped, uh, mm, mm, mm. Lower regions of an inbred Kentucky hit <laughs> than than uh, that that little tiny chat video. I I, I was actually in that video room oh. when that happened, and I actually oh. <laughs> put put down my tablet when he threatened to do it. Walked away, went outside, stuck a finger down my throat, purged myself of all the all the steel reserve beer that I didn't drink because I has candy likes it, came back inside it had already happened and been screenshot and then watched him scream oh, let's see, fuck America, fuck the FBI, fuck the CIA, fuck the DHS, fuck this, fuck it. He had so many he he, he screamed fuck so many three letter things that I I I literally at the end of the day had forgotten how many things that he had had had, had screamed fuck at well, you know, um, his tweet about, uh, it was several months back, about um, his indictment and, oh, I'm going to spend a quarter of my life in jail. I'll never have children. You know, for somebody he who, should He should um, never have children. We're in agreement about no, that. But for someone, um, and you have to understand, I know Jeremy personally. Um, I'm not just his super fan or anything well, like that. I've known him. The two of shouldn't have children either. What? Uh, go on. I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear it, and it, it sounds like I probably am happy that I didn't. But anyway, I've known him for a very long time. I've known Jeremy <laughs> since he was a teenager. The fact is, when there is a guy sitting there talking and whining like a crying girl who's just been dumped by a guy, That's that part of his life is over, and he'll oh. never have children, and I have somebody sitting in jail with his mouth shut, taking his licks, and dealing with his own things on his own level. I'm like, you know what? You offend me. Uh, yeah. K.Y. offend me. And, and, no and matter I, what you think of Barrett Brown, he's taking his licks, too. And he's getting his ass kicked. A hundred years in jail for sharing a link? Uh, hey, I hey. I, now, I listen, Barrett Brown, look, this whole hundred years in jail thing for Barrett Brown is a giant raft of bullshit. It, yes, that's, it is, but that is what he stands no, to serve. That's not, that's not what he stands to even come fucking close to getting. Barrett, <laughs> look, Barrett's looking at, at like three to seven, not a okay. hundred years. The hundred years is something for activists to wave a giant un, unironed eBay anonymous flag about. Okay. Barrett's going to catch Barrett's going to catch like three. 
for his stupid YouTube videos. And then, and, and beyond that, honestly, beyond that, in my opinion, he shouldn't catch anything. I mean, he should catch three, which means he should be out in about six months. For but threatening yeah, a federal, federal agent crime. kids, you don't look, get if time I'll for, tell you, look, for, you're not, well, you don't let, get let me uh, time off for a federal crime. You get, you, you do the full deal. You do eighty. Have, no, you do eighty for federal time. You do eighty-five percent. Eighty percent. Eighty-five. Exactly. But let me tell you something, just so that you understand where Barrett Brown was coming from and his little queer ass personal army. Barrett Brown and I did not get along. I used to go into Barrett's little wine-sipping tiny chats where the non-award-winning journalist used to rant and rave and rant and rave and smoke pot and drink 99-cent 40 ounces of beer and verbally abuse Jenna. I was there for all that shit. And since Barrett, no, wait, since Barrett didn't like me, since Barrett's such a fucking hero, Barrett threatened to sick his personal army on me and dox me. And, you know, that was, you know, and I, and I went, ooh, gosh, golly, Barrett. Really? Can you? You got Spokio? Okay, do your best. Okay, so what did Barrett do? Since Barrett's girlfriend installed Tor for him, since he did not know how to do, he did not know how to dump an EXE file for himself, and Jenna had to install Tor for him, and had to teach him how to use IRC. Barrett went after my dogs once, twice, and the third time. Well, it just didn't work out for him. But Barrett and his little personal army and his little failed oxes and shit like that. You're not going to get a lot of fucking sympathy from me about Barrett Brown and the machine and whatever else, because Barrett, as a human being, I don't care. You know, Barrett was given oral suboxone. Oral. That's O-R-A-L, meaning taken by mouth. That doesn't mean you cook it, stuff it in the needle, and run in your bathroom and fucking shoot it. And that's what Barrett was doing, shooting oral suboxone, cooking it down. You know what that was about? He was on it for two years. You're supposed to be on it for six months. You know what that was about? That was about he didn't want to go down to the barrio and spend 10 bucks on a packet and stick it in his arm like everybody else. So he got a doctor that would, that, would, that would feed him oral suboxone. Then when he detoxed, it was because he went through too much of his suboxone too quick and ran out and didn't want to go to the ghetto to spend 10 bucks because he was too busy hanging out in his one-bedroom apartment, verbally abusing his girlfriend, smoking pot, and threatening to dox people with his personal army. So don't bring, don't put Barrett Brown, don't bring Barrett Brown to me as somebody's personal fucking hero. I appreciate what he, I appreciate what he did, I appreciate what he did with Project PM, but don't make the guy seem like he's any sort of personable anything because he wasn't. He was a piece of shit. If he stayed off the internet, written his business, he would have been okay. But, but, but other than but, that, fuck him and the horse he rode in on. Gazo, I appreciate what you're saying, and I can certainly see that side of it, but. Being a douchebag isn't against the law. No, being a douchebag isn't against the law. But when you want to, you know what? When you want to threaten, you want to threaten somebody. When when you want to cross because because you don't like what somebody's saying, which would be me. Didn't like what Barrett didn't like what I was saying, so Barrett decided to bring my family into it, and put my family in 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 the way of swatting, over a bunch of, over a bunch of personal disagreements that had nothing to do with any of the stuff that he was working on or writing. It was all because he was a fucking cross-eyed junkie fuckhead 
then you're not going to get an awful lot of anything but glee from me when someone kicks his door down and pounds the fucking shit out of him. So you want to make it you want to make a hero out of the guy after the fact. Go ahead, lionize the guy. That's all. That's all well and good with me. I don't give a shit. You know, I appreciate the work he did on Project PM, but I've also read two or three hundred logs of his from IRC where he was encouraging people to go break into websites, deface things, fuck things up, break shit, dox people, and cause problems for their families. So. Is the world safer with Barrett Brown where he is? Yes, the world is safer with Barrett Brown where he is. And he can go eat, eat and really, he can eat shit because, you know what, he's there and I'm here and fuck him. So, now, whatever. Now, that being said, and if he, you know, I, I don't know about your personal situation with, with Barrett and, and, you know, frankly, a lot of what you say I, I, I agree with. Um, you know, but like I said, you know, aside from, from bringing in your your family and, you know, I, I mean, let me go on record as, as saying I think doxing is uh, probably the silliest silliest uh, little component of uh, of this whole subculture that that uh, that we I've come across. It. But um, you know, but. But being a douchebag um, and being a uh, a loquacious and, and overly uh, um, you know fantastical douchebag doesn't doesn't necessarily mean you should spend a hundred years in jail. And I agree. Oh, absolutely. Doxed, doxed. You're doxed. You're doxed. You're a Barrett Brown sympathizer. You're doxed. And hey, look, you know, I don't care about you know. I'm glad Barrett did all the work he did with private government contractors and all that shit. There's a personal component to my situation that 99.9% of other people don't have. So, you know, so, but if you, you know, if, 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 if anyone on the internet tries to drag my family into a situation where they can get swatted, then I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be very, very distressed about that. And I'm going to, Gonzo, I'll get in the car and go somewhere, man. Gonzo, I'm gonna I'm gonna step up, like, and you know, I've been quiet for a minute. Uh, I think that's the most retarded thing. It, well, it was retarded. I, and, no, and, the, the squatting thing is is absolutely stupid. I I I, I volunteer with rescue squad in my area. I'm not going to, you know, say what area. But, you know, that's absolutely a waste of fucking resources for, you know, especially in an area like mine where most volunteer rescue is volunteer. Like, Look, you're, not, you're not wasting money swatting people. You're, you're wasting volunteer hours. All I'm saying is, you know, between, you know, Look, I like I like Kevin. I like Aegis, who who does who runs Free Barrett, and I agree with him with Kevin that a lot of the things that you know that Barrett did were agreeable and positive things. I but, agree. But one to one, one to one, the day before Barrett got raided, I was about 
three or four millimeters away from from being on Barrett's front door myself and punching him in the fucking eye for threatening to put my family on the line for a bunch of personal bullshit from a tiny, tiny chat that had nothing to do with anything that Michael Hastings or Boogie Woogie or Project PM I mean, you don't fame fag your private army into and start dropping failed oxes on me and threatening me with SWATs for, uh, you know, yeah. your lack your lack of opiates. Sorry, I, that I doesn't make you a fuck. That doesn't make you a hero in my books. That makes you that makes you a fucking punching bag. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with that at all. You know that. That's but I only like I said I'm I'm one one thousandth of one percent of the people on the internet who I actually had a lot of interpersonal interaction with Barrett and a lot of it was negative because he was a mess. You know, and people who just, well, and, he was a mess. And that's not, you know, and that's, you know, I got to let the rest of the people think, you know, as far as a person goes, he was morally and spiritually bankrupt as a human being. And you want to blame that on opiates, that's fine. Um, I mean, I've talked to Kevin, who's actually talked to Barrett, and Kevin said that, you know, in retrospect, Barrett is uh, mindful of the, the issues that he caused and is sorry for the way he behaved. So if you want to just – if you want to erase – if you want to take all that away – then if you want to take all that shit away then then I support then I support Barrett if you want to take all that away but my personal experience was extremely um problematic with Barrett my personal experience with Barrett was very limited and so let's like take that away because obviously like I a I don't want to talk about anybody behind her back and he obviously can't participate in this conversation. Well, here's the here's the way I see this whole thing. And I think this honestly goes for not only Barrett, but for Snowden, for Assange, for uh Jeremy, for all of us that have seen some sort of spotlight image or some whatnot. But we're not gods. None of us have done we're not superheroes. We don't do any great things. So I hate when people treat will defend somebody without actually questioning them. Like, okay, Barrett did great things. Barrett may continue to do, to do great things, but let's not hold Barrett to some sort of high esteem that Barrett's a great guy or a great person to look up to. Because when he gets out, he's going to hold that. And then people are going to start following his nonsense. And it could go bad. I'm not saying it will. I'm not saying it won't. I'm just saying that let's look at it as people. I, I people. I'm still free. I'm not the best person in the world. I I try to do good things. I try to respect humanity. Mm-hmm. That, that is all I try to do. But Josh, you make a great point. I mean, I think with with uh, with with you know quite a few people who have found uh, the spotlight. You know, either um, unwillingly or, or maybe willingly, um, but that that there is this this character, uh, this persona um, that gets created in the mind of, of um, you 
you know, our 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 public, our world. Um, and the fact of the matter is, man, we're all as infallible and and prone to mistakes and yep. and poor judgment calls from one time to another as as the rest of us. Um, and um, you know, and and I think taking into what consideration what Gonzo just said uh, about you know about Barrett kind of blurring those lines of personal and 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 the research and the work he did, um, it, you know, is is that that's a road, um, uh, you know, to nothing but trouble. Um, whether whether you know you're on on the side of of the the aggressor who you know releases somebody's information or their their family's information you know or or you're on the on the other side um which it sounds like you know you are josh and and I like to think i am um you know is is just is just to go out there and do the best we can and and fight what we can for um you know, and and when we when we put these characters up on a pedestal or up up on a platform um, that's you know either negative or positive, um, you know it, it it completely detracts from been uh, um, imperative that that they that they originally had in mind when they when they took upon the challenge that they took. So to, Barrett, to, to be fair, guys, don't don't look at the guy for who he was. Look at the guy for what he did. And that's I, coming from that's coming from that's coming from somebody and that's coming from somebody that would have happily Doc Martin jackbooted the shit out of him up to the day he got manned. Um I, I, I look at Barrett for his research. I think Barrett Brown was uh, is an, uh, a meticulous researcher. I I think um, that whoever he was a cocky bastard, but he he did do good he research. Did, he did good research. He was a cocky bastard. Well, when you say he did good research, he. He was really influenced. He was really influenced by a lot of people that that while he was trying, if Barrett had stuck to the facts, he would have he would have done a lot better. But he got twisted around by a lot of people uh, that he considered sources that weren't legitimate sources. And yeah. I don't want to go into. I the last thing I want to do is bring uh, a bunch of they who should not be named into. Uh, the, the arena, but yeah. Barrett got yanked around by if if Barrett had just been left alone to to uh, to, to 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 shoot uh, oral suboxone and smoke brown weed and drink forty ounces and do his research. If he'd been left alone and if he hadn't insisted on being a presence on social social media. Uh, Twitter had a lot to do with his. Seriously, Twitter had a lot to do with uh, Barrett's being uh, uh, dis. Uh, yeah, what's 
what's the word I'm looking for? Unbalanced, really imbalanced. A lot of Barrett's, a lot of Barrett's imbalance okay. came from social media, and okay, um, and the uh, people that he listened to. Okay. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry to interrupt. Now we have a message from our own sponsors, Monsanto. We love you. We poison you, and we're gonna blow you until you still actually plant. Yeah. Fun, fun fact of the day, Barrett Brown did not like kittens, dogs, small children, women, or Jews. Now, I think we should move on to a new topic. Um, Agreed. Uh, Josh, Josh had brought it up earlier. Golf! Uh, about not making Barrett Brown into a god. But let's talk about a god for a second. Uh, right now, right. as many people know, Josh the God of UG Nazi fame is... Uh, oh. Currently in prison. Uh-oh. Any sympathizers out there for for Josh the God? I've seen it on Twitter. No, no, no. Is he slash she incarcerated? Isn't she like uh, a rebel? Rebel, rebel, rebel. Why? Why you do this? <laughs> And is the FBI running his Twitter account? Yeah, of Josh course the, God the FBI is running his Twitter account. He's got, got 31,000 followers, and he's in New York Correctional. Who else would be running it? I, well, that's not entirely off base. I I mean, I'm sure, I mean, Z could be... Yeah, wait, it. by that logic, then how's Rabbi tweeting? Well, no, that's clear. <laughs> Rabbi's keys, his friends have Rabbi's, Rabbi's friends have his keys. But I mean, Z Zekiel could be running Josh's Twitter, but I mean, it's highly unlikely because Z got banned too. So I mean, that's just a that's a touchy topic, Rebel. Um, so who won tonight, uh, Detroit or Boston? Uh, Boston actually won one to nothing. See, that's because Boston kicks ass. Did you bet on Boston, Rebel? Uh, I did not. I don't bet on my own teams. I'm very superstitious. Don't bet on your. So, well, then you should have bet against the other team, right? But then I would have been cheering for the other team. That would have been uh, hypocritical. No, but if you bet against them, if you bet against Detroit, you wouldn't have been cheering for them. You would have been cheering for the Red Sox. Well, that's the thing. I, every time I bet on you know the Chicago Bears or the New York Knicks or the Boston uh, Red Sox, uh, it puts the jinx on them, and uh, I don't like to put the jinx on them. Okay, I see. I see. Hmm. So, Rebel, question. So, neon golf balls. Is that neon a neon golf thing? ball? Is that a legitimate thing? Pink, yellow, orange, versus just plain classic white. Those I mean, are only allowed at the women's tees, right? Myself, uh, my, myself, I've always thought that I've always thought that pure white, you know, like white, like white power or virgin white or you know, <laughs> wear a veil on your wedding day. I've always thought that was the thing. But Pure lately, gold. I've seen these, or I've seen these orange balls and pink balls and yellow balls. I have yet to see any blue balls, except when you, except when you gave me a, all of Becalina's kick account. 
photos. I saw some blue balls there. I'll never forget those. <laughs> horrible, horrible. Anyway, anyhow, so what are your thoughts on colored balls, Rebel? Um, uh, you know i I like the uh, I like the neon yellow shirksons. Um, they're they're actually, I believe, made for older people that have trouble seeing the golf ball. But you know, I'm, I'm and a also rec- for like a range for like the range golfing also. That's what yeah, we uh, use them, like in the Western slope. Dallas, do you play golf? Yes, I do. Right on, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, rec- I'm a recreational golfer myself. I, I, I dabble. Um, and I must admit, um, I'm a, I'm a white ball person, uh, mainly because. Uh, uh, I'm racist, and uh, well, I, you're Presbyterian. You're a pres. You're a you're a Presbyterian golfer, as opposed to you know, the other. Who the fuck is a Presbyterian golfer? <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. calling the bitches out. What the fuck is a Presbyterian golfer? Well, a Presbyterian a Presbyterian golfer is definitely not an Episcopalian golfer, which would differ from a. <laughs> From a Catholic oh golfer, which would differ from a <laughs> Jewish golfer. Well, there's right? no, there's no question a Catholic golfer and a Presbyterian golfer differ, but does a Presbyterian golfer and an Episcopalian golfer really differ? Jew, they, Jews don't differ, have time to play golf. They, they differ greatly, and Catholic golfers are always consumed by guilt, so they, they have a much different handicap. But they still cheat. They still cheat like their, motherfuckers. Cap is, I, I, I feel you're there. All right, we don't we don't have much time left, and I do want to bring this back around to to uh, to Josh because uh, um, he was very gracious to come on the show. And is this uh, Josh the God? No, <laughs> Josh no, the the pay- Wait, no, Josh the PayPal fourteen God. Yeah, yeah there you Josh, go. Josh, that God. I, I, I think he would be remiss to hear you uh, refer to him as a god. But um, can, you, can you hear me, Major Tom? But I do. But I do. Uh, I do want to emphasize that um, you know the fact that we talked that we we've, we've been talking about uh, KY Anonymous and Barrett Brown. Um, you know, I, I don't equate um, those individuals. Um, you know, with people like Josh and and I, you know, I I don't have the exposure to Jeremy that that I've been fortunate enough to have to Josh to Josh on Twitter. But um, you know, we're, we are talking about two different breeds of activists, um, or two different breeds of consciousness, maybe, or two different breeds of uh, of perception. Um, um, Cookie shades of gay. <laughs> oh. Hey, uh, so didn't, they made a casting change in that movie. Um, <laughs> don't take advantage of my short attention span, please. No, I'm going to take advantage of you knowing that they made a casting change in that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Google alerts. He's got them. Oh my god, he's got TMZ hotwired into his iPad. <laughs> you and Charlie Hunnan. Thank you, Aaron, for the RSS feed. Hey, you, you know why the guy? You know why the guy quit? Cause, because he's gay. 
the the pretty boy from Sons of Anarchy likes other boys, so he couldn't do the Fifty Shades of Gay thing because, well, you know, he would have been too gay. Hetero. He's not a good actor. That's what you're saying. I understand. Um, so he would have messed up his role on uh, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, and he just has to be a biker and wear a bunch of leather and, you know, wearing leather, wearing, wearing leather and playing a biker is not exactly not gay okay. as opposed to, you know, wearing a suit and, you know, having to actually fuck a chick. That's a little bit more complicated. Hang out with Antichrist was like, I don't know. Once through a hurricane, <laughs> and, and twice through another hurricane. But um, he, I, be, uh, I better I, I better I, add not that there's anything wrong with that at the end. <laughs> um, and Josh, where 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 are you at in this conversation? If you're if you're still with us, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, in, in our last few minutes, seriously, I want to, uh, you know. Clearly, you don't you don't like the spotlight on you, and I respect that. Um, I, I have Josh to just Josh just doesn't want to self incriminate on air for you assholes. That's all. <laughs> well, well, no, he'll talk all day. Ask ask Josh about Ange, ask ask Josh about Angelina Jolie's breast implants, and he will talk all day. Not hardly. Okay, asshole. Angelina's breasts? No. I thought they were gone. Not, not that important. I thought they were in the Smithsonian. <laughs> Did you just call me an asshole? But I heard no. I heard, no, I heard the word fly. Josh, bring us. You know, if, if you are, if you are, are still there, bring us back to, uh, bring us back to Earth, and uh, you know, let us know what what's up in the next, uh, you know, in the next six twelve weeks. Um, in your in your battle, um, you know, as much as you you can tell us, uh, right. that would be awesome. Uh, um, yeah, so uh, we have uh, another court date scheduled on October thirty first. Um, it's going to be in San Jose. Um, court date on Halloween. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I would I would think that's good luck. I'm hoping. I kind of I, w- I want to go in a costume, but my lawyers are advising against it, so I'm not sure how that's going to work out. But Josh, you, Josh, you should go as Stanley. <laughs> I tried last time; they wouldn't let me. I had my hair grown out and everything. My beard happening? No, they wouldn't let me. Need that whole Jufro thing going hard. Like, he, he, has, yeah. he has that trademark. You didn't know you trademarked that. <laughs> so, Josh, no, uh, so Josh, I got to ask you this. Uh, on yeah. a serious note, um, Worth uh, Worth of the World actually la- lost her brother not too long ago. Um, thoughts and prayers out to her and her family. She's played a huge part in making sure you guys have housing and making sure your schedule is taken care of out there. Uh, is she still playing an active role, even uh, dealing with the tragedy with you guys coming out there in a couple weeks? Um, as far as I know, no. Um, and uh, it kind of made public surface on Twitter after our last uh, court appearance out in California, but um, we sort of had a little uh, disagreement and falling out. Gosh. Um, I've recently talked to her or, you know, re- reached out to her and said, you know, I feel bad and all this other stuff, but we still haven't really 
gotten that all figured out. So she is doing her own thing, and I wish her well, and I hope that she can, you know, deal and take care of the things in her life right now. Josh, so. Josh, Josh, did we not get your didn't we not get your thing sorted out for this court appearance? Yeah, yeah, uh, we got it sorted out since I didn't end up going last time. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure. I yeah, mean, no, still good. If not, DM me and we'll fix that. Okay. Rock on. No, we're good. Okay, cool. Uh, right, but anyway, uh, Rebel, thanks for thanks for bringing up Worth. Um, originally, she was going to uh, be part of this show, and and uh, yeah, our our uh, sincerest, um, you know, what can you say? Uh, just our hearts are with her um, out there. She does a ton. A ton of stuff for uh, for the Anonymous community, uh, whatever whatever spin you want to put on that. Um, but but especially those who are incarcerated, and uh, yeah, our thoughts are definitely with her. Um, so Josh, you have a court date um, out in Cali in a, in a couple weeks. Yep. Um, now. With the with the rehab thing, that was for smoking herb. Yep. Has that, <laughs> has that yep. complicated anything for you? Have what? Has that complicated anything for you? No. Well, it did at first, but it eventually made it easier because I was uh, on pre-trial release, uh, where it's kind of like probation. You got to go see an officer and once a month or once every couple weeks. Um. But then after I kept going through this stuff, the judge kept seeing me. And, like, every time that I went in front of this judge, I was ready to be remanded into custody. I wasn't expecting any leniency. I wasn't expecting them to say, you know, we'll work with you, we're going to do this for you, and then we'll set you aside. I was expecting to go to jail. So the judge notices this each time I go back, even though he's puzzled as to why I'm showing up. Like, why can't he just listen to what he's supposed to do? Uh he he notices that I'm not a piece of shit. Like, I'm not just out there to piss him off. Like, I'm setting an example and saying that whatever, why I'm being tested and what I'm being tested for is dumb as shit. And, uh, like, I've I've had pre-trial, pre-trial people agree with me. The people in rehab ended up agreeing with me in the end. Um, so, uh, okay, um, the final court so... date after I got out. Yeah. Oh, go on. Go on real quick. The, the, the final date I got out, uh, I got out of court, or I went to court for my final court date after rehab, and the judge looked at me and said, you know what, you showed up to all these court dates, um, and I've looked through the statute of why the, why pretrial even uh, piss tests, and it doesn't have anything to do with you, and so we're going to take you off pretrial, and you're now charged to your lawyers. So instead of reporting to pretrial, I report to my lawyers saying, hey, I'm doing community service, I'm doing all this, and they're sending it off to court. So it's, even though I've struggled a bit, it's made my life a little easier. Wow. And family says, and family says, smoke more pot, right? Right, all day. Family says, smoke weed all day. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, I, I, think, uh, I think kind of what you're saying is that, um, by by be you know by breaking terms of of uh, you know release um, 
by smoking weed, it, it, it gave it gave you an opportunity to present yourself to somebody who's accountable um, for their actions, um, mm-hmm. and uh, to present yourself uh, that way to to the legal system, and uh, you know. Uh, from one from one herb smoker to another, I commend you on that. One <laughs> other, uh, I commend you on that. Um, you know, it's uh, it, I'm 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 glad that it hasn't it hasn't hasn't steered things in a darker direction. Uh, really, I because 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 smoking because that rehab was awfully fun for Josh. Josh enjoyed that rehab. Fuck rehab that rehab. <laughs> Josh had lots of fun when he tested positive and had to go to that rehab, and his Twitter went dark, and we all wondered where the fuck he was and whether or not he'd ever be coming back. And then he came back, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. uh, That was actually that was when, if we bring it up real quick, that was when Worth uh, actually started helping uh, me out, and then kind of spawned into everybody else. um, Was when I went to rehab because I showed up in San Jose for my court date, knowing nobody, and this had been almost a year after my arrest hadn't connected with anything like i've been talking to people on twitter and nobody knew who i was and saying all this stuff and uh finally um sicko and um uh, ma and worth and pixie showed up at my hotel room at two o'clock in the morning knowing not knowing me for anybody just saying knowing that i was going to court for this shit and so it was just kind of a really awesome thing that happened with Worth there. So that's all, right, all when that happened. Let me freeze let me freeze time for a moment and, and that yes. statement you just you just made. Yeah. Uh, specifically a couple of the people you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got in, in, into this uh subculture in two thousand and ten or so on, that that is what this community represented to mm-hmm. me. Is exactly what you just said is that some people came down who had no idea who you were except for what you had done through this community and and, and for, you know, what the collective cause, for lack of a better term, and showed up and gave you love and support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're feds. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> you go, Josh. Right on, man. <laughs> oh shit! I experienced the most part of that out of Occupy because you're all feds. <laughs> all right. Um, I am right. sorry to interrupt everyone here, but I just had a quick question. Why the hell everyone is presenting anonymous as fucking heroes and that they deserve something is that this, they don't? Is this candy? Candy? I want candy. Dun, dun, Wait, dun, is this dun, I have candy? Hold on, hold on. I want candy. No, 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 hold on. Is this dun, I have candy? Dun, 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 dun. I want candy. Dun, 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 dun. I want candy. Because I want to know, I want to know why I have candy decides he needs to suck the asshole of Adrian Lamo, but can't simply ask me a fucking question. Oh shit! I can certainly ask you a question. Candy no, a lot of time you tried to ask wait, me a question, wait, shoved it down my I have a throat. Question. Like I, I have a question for Candy. You. Hey, I have a question for Candy. Hey, Candy, why could I trace through your honeypots, dancing and taking a giant dump on your servers, while you impotently sat in your fucking 
<laughs> plywood floored trailer in Texas whining your bitch ass out and trying to get my IP. Dun, 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 I want candy. Dun, 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 oh, Gonzo, you are such a fake ass bitch. Dun, 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 dun. I want candy. Hey, man Yeah, let's go. What do you want to know? Right. So why should I why should I why should I go die in a prison cell? Come on. Um, I'm sorry, Candy, you didn't answer the question. Again. Quite simply, you should die in a prison cell because you were fucking you know, awesome. a, a goddamn criminal. I am a why criminal. Else? Why am That's I a criminal, Candy? Not That's you. all you got? Candy, that's all you got, nigger? Come on. You are interrupting who I'm talking to. Shut the fuck up. No. No, you're interrupting this show that I was talking on. So you close your your greasy white pie hole. You mad? You mad? But, Mom, he keeps interrupting me, Mom. Candy, you'll never make me mad. You mad? You mad? Nope. No, Candy, because you're half the man that I'll ever be. Uh huh. Hey, I had. Okay. So anyway, Candy. For, with Josh. Yeah, I did. Yeah. All right. Well. Candy. You know. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I want candy. Dun, dun, hey, Gonzo. A very dark future. That is what is in store for you. A very oh, dark. Future. Awesome. Hold on, hold on. Come up with a better threat, dude. Make. How about one that makes my my make one that I want one that makes me want to trim. I I want one that makes me want to go manscape myself with a pair of prison shears. I don't want Gonzo. you to fear it. I want you to Gonzo, have your, your nudes, guard. Your nudes will down. be released by I has candy in forty five minutes. Sweet dude. He you know what he'll do? He'll just Photoshop a picture of Danny's brain shot. That's all. <laughs> Danny. Actually, Candy, I did I did mean to ask you, um, whatever happened uh with the whole thing where was it was it Jackal that you suspected of being a pedophile and you posted a picture of what was supposedly Jackal but it was off of a like European porn site? Um <laughs> uh, pretty no. sure that I'm pretty that sure that was, it was Jackal. I'm pretty sure that it that was Jackal. That was just a random anon that I was presenting. The entire thing was fake, obviously. David, don't talk. Don't don't even talk. But the uh, the most interesting thing was where the image was stored was a server that had their public logs accessible. Okay, so um, I was able five minutes left. So I was okay. able to see everyone who viewed that image, who, you know, traced I it down using, candy. using uh, everything. So it was a it was a honey It was a honey candy. Pot. Yes, it was. Hey, Dallas. Candy, candy all the time. Right, candy, candy, five, drink that wine. We have five, we have five minutes left. Um, Josh, um, if, if, if you'd like the floor, does it? To uh, to say anything further, um, it's yours, um, and uh, let's have have some respect for Josh. Um, and uh, I I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, taking the time out, brother. Um, you know, so final thoughts uh, from Josh Covelli. 
uh, battling for all of us, really. Uh, Even candy. <laughs> battling. What a load of shit. Rebel wants candy. Dun, 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 dun. Rebel wants candy. <laughs> Rebel has um, candy. Mm. Ooh. So, oh, baby. as far as anything, um, Sexy. yeah, I don't really have anything. Watch all the cases. Watch how everything plays out. Uh, I'm no hero. I don't think anybody else should be get any sort of title as such. Um, but we all... Uh, we all took or got the chance to stand up, and we all still have the chance to stand up. Um, as far as KY goes, uh, those fucking ops need to be people need to stand up for those girls in their own fuck fucking KY. Fuck KY, fuck KY. What the hell is wrong with you? I only fuck, fuck with KY, baby. Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. If I would you need anything, fuck KY, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> Josh, if you need anything, you know how to reach me. Yep, definitely do, brother. Thanks, but, uh, Thank you for having me on the show. This is awesome. Appreciate it. I just want you to die. Candy, Please. look, I will rock and bow you. Do it. Will you rock <laughs> with me? Do it. You? No, it's together. Like, we have to meet up face-to-face and kick each other in the balls, but I get to go first. Okay, that that's fine. Meet me up in, uh, let's say, Vegas. I can't go. Look, I'm restricted on my travel, so you either have to meet oh. me in California oh. or you get to come to Ohio. Poor for you in that ankle this, bracelet. But let's get up to final thoughts, please. Uh, hey, Rebel, real quick. what was the name of that field goal kicker that wore that uh, block shoe? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. <laughs> final thoughts. <laughs> final Rain. thoughts. Anonymous needs to die, and anyone who supports him needs to die. All of you fucking die. Thank you, and good night. Hey, Candy, you're the biggest anonymous supporter I've ever come across, man. Okay, he hung up. No, he <laughs> you want off to drink more Steel Reserve and fucking jerk it, jerk it to some vinyl doll. Bow chicka wow wow. Why, why do we have leukemia? <laughs> right. This has been an excellent show, gentlemen. Uh, great dialogue, great panel. Uh, this for a first Absolutely. show, you guys did a fantastic job. Rebel, thank you so much. And uh, Gonzo, thanks so much for calling in. Um, your I pragmatism, agree. Pragmatism is refreshing and uh, and really spot on. Josh, I can't thank you enough for calling in and and being part of the show. Um, and I know I know, you know you're 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 not a hero, but uh, I think a lot of a lot of people um, if. They were to imagine themselves in uh, the shoes that you walk in now would like to picture themselves um, conducting their behavior in a similar fashion to how you have conducted your behavior. Someone has a man crush. Someone has a man crush. Hey, man. It's possible. And, you know, it, it would not have been a proper first radio show without Candy calling in after he chewed, like, seven Adderall and chased them with a whole bunch of, and chased them with a whole bunch of 99-cent quarts of steel reserve. Now, now David Heine will take to Twitter to threaten all of us with imminent doom. Uh, Rebel, I, 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 I'll be over in about 15 minutes. I'm going to need to borrow your bunker. 
<laughs> um, so I cannot because I cannot hide from the wrath of Candy behind uh, behind my 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 three VPNs and uh, several proxies because my iPad is crashing because it's iOS seven. Uh, which was an entirely different show. So me and a one-gallon bottle of Xanax and a quart of Bacardi 151, will I'll be at your house in about 15 okay. minutes. I and have, nine, I have nine irons to protect both of us. Sweet, and I'm going to need Beckelina's nudes to keep me warm. Because, <laughs> you, know, you never provide enough blankets. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're in the overtime, boys. Awesome, man. Well, and and now, now no one's got nothing to say. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, now there's nothing but dead silence. Bring Candy back on. Guys, it was really it was it was a really good show. I mean, it was it was definitely. Um, it was definitely thought producing and uh yeah you guys you guys did a great job right um, the only thing I, I the only improvement i think you guys should make for the next show is uh i'm not sure if you guys are doing it on your cell phones or not uh but the auto the audio coming from Dalek uh, is definitely a, a little shitty um it, just uh maybe work on a better mic or uh something along those lines to to come out a little clearer cuz it is at some points, just a little, a uh, little quiet. Yeah, Logitech was yeah. nine bucks. I mean, you know, no big deal. Uh, it's it's a cell phone, so. Oh well, uh, for God, yeah. for God's sakes, yeah, the nine dollar Logitech mic. Uh, yeah, new egg. I'll, I'll send you a mic, man. You did killer, though, man. You did awesome. Definitely. No, it was, no, it was good. Newegg.com. You can buy microphones for you know. I mean, Rep Dan Gordon has had a radio show and has never bothered to buy a microphone because no one, like Candy Show, no one actually listens. So <laughs> it's really not a big deal. Candy could okay. have a fifteen. Candy could have a fifteen hundred dollar mic, and it really wouldn't matter because there's only him and Hammy that actually do his show. I'm actually looking forward to. Uh, I have a new show coming out, Revolution Radio, that's uh, this Thursday at 10 p.m. Uh, I'm excited. I got uh, a yeah, nice little... Yeah, what are you using for that, Rebel? You're not using BTR, so what are you using? Uh, actually, I'm starting on BTR, and... Oh, you uh, are? Okay. Right now, uh, myself, which is not contributing anything except for monetary value, uh, and I've got three or four people that, um, I won't release names, but we all know who they are, um, on Twitter, um, are actually... Uh, like Ian, we're actually building a site to uh, possibly, you know, we're never going to be able to build it as well as BTR because we don't have their money, but uh, a site that we could possibly broadcast from, but definitely a site where uh, we're going to be able to uh, promote the Revolution Radio shows, Russell League Radio, Revolution Radio, and uh, Puppy's Show. And Puppy's um, Show, yeah. yeah okay, we're going cool. to have the archives there. We're going to have information on the shows. Uh, and hopefully at some point be able to live broadcast from there. But, yeah, we are using BTR for now. Uh, but I've got a nice little setup. Uh, we're going to start this Thursday at 10. Uh, My White Ninja is coming on. Uh, I'm interviewing uh, Ryan Evans, who is a uh, beat writer for Poker News. We're going to discuss uh, 
the embargo act and uh the legal the possible uh, legalization early next year of uh internet poker um okay I, so I, looking forward I to it you were you were you were researching that sorry i was lurking on your timeline a little bit um if if you if you need if you're short a guest or anything let me know i ha- i have a, a a buddy of mine who makes his living playing online poker he does he he does really well. Uh, Chris Chris Wilson is his name. I asked him if I could throw his name around. He said no problem. Uh, Christopher Wilson, and he would be more than willing to come on your show. Um, yeah, this is give me a holler. Uh, this is actually uh, the the closest I've come to actually doxing myself. But uh, uh, if you do your research, um, uh, you might be able to find it. Um, for from about two thousand and to about 2009, uh, I actually played professionally, um, played poker professionally online, uh, mainly on PokerStars, and uh, was actually featured in uh, Bluff Magazine and Poker News. Um, There's quite a few articles that were written about me. Uh, I did something extraordinarily rare uh, that they actually did some articles on me. Um, So... Do a little research, see if you can find that. Um, but um, yeah, I played professionally for about three, three and a half years before uh, President Bush snuck the uh, uh, the internet. I can't remember the name of it now, but he, he snuck it in the back of the Embargo Act. Yeah, uh, and uh, and outlawed outlawed uh, online gambling. So yeah, we're gonna have uh, Ryan Evans on. He's a beat writer for Poker News. Uh, he actually did my story. Uh, back in 2009, and uh, he's going to come on to uh, uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, the bill that's actually up in uh, Congress right now. It's not really doing anything right now, but uh, it's looking like possibly uh, early next year um, they're looking to uh, legalize some portions of online gambling uh, under jurisdiction of the United States government. Now, since I and and we're going to have to talk about rebel. We're going to have to talk about how, after all your use of the Silk Road and the government taking your Bitcoin wallet, how that's affected your current fiscal status. Okay. Uh, no, rebel used to rebel was the number one buyer of Viagra on Silk Road. Uh, actually, it was heroin-laced Viagra. That's why it was heroin-laced. Yes, because there's nothing like a down before an awful lot of up. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So thank you guys so much. All right. Thank you, you guys. guys. Thank you. Much. Been uh, take care, guys. Show with you all, you guys. Hey, Dallas, you did awesome, brother. Thank you, man. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> take care, guys. Yeah, yeah, have a good one, awesome. Gonzo. Thanks, man. Thanks. Good luck, good luck. 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 Good Any characters? Great show, guys. Uh, 
see you on the next episode of Pushdown and Turn Radio for the unmedicated. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.